Is it a sport now? It's a sport. You just throw your wife behind it your is. back. Yes. For real? For real. It's a sport. What? And you're getting married soon. Yeah. These wives were also carried on the backs of the young men. This was referred to as, quote unquote, the practice of wife stealing. You got to practice. We're talking about practice here. We're talking about practice. Practice makes perfect. We're talking about perfect? We're talking about, about practice. practice. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wiki University, the podcast that dives down the rabbit hole of Wikipedia to explore the sum of all human knowledge. I am your host, Kyle Berseth, and as always, I'm joined by WikiU's number one student, the head of the class, the head of the stupidity department here at WikiU, Jason Nunez. Mm, you had me at head. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us once again. First and foremost, I want to say thank you for liking and subscribing. Please, please remember to leave a review. Uh, five star would be preferable. And also, make sure you tell a friend. Yeah, there's a share button that you can just click on and send it to someone. It's that easy? It's that easy, Jason. Whoa, the future's here. <laughs> Today. Tomorrow's here today? We're in it. Whoa, I feel like I'm in a Christopher Nolan film. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, Jason. Get us started, baby. What's up today? How you been? Uh, I've been pretty good. A little something happened to me this past week. A little something something? Yeah, I get an email from the District of Columbia where you used to live and I used to live. Whoa. All the way. How long did that take? All the way from D.C.? Yeah, it took about four days. Whoa, future is here, Inception. Today. Okay. So I get an email from DC saying that I need to report for jury duty. What? I haven't lived there in almost 10 years. Don't don't they know that? I have denied them jury duty numerous times. Wait, you can do that? Yeah, I tell them I'm not making it. I'm not, I say I don't live here anymore. I email them back. I say I don't live here anymore. Please take me off of your jury pool. (laughs) A year later, they're like, report for jury duty. Whoa, and they know you're also afraid of pools. Oh, my gosh. Get me out of the pool. I'll drown in jury duty. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's that's trouble. terrible news. Okay, so then. So but- I emailed them back, as I usually do. And I say, please take me off your jury pool. And this time, they email me back and say, we need proof that you no longer live in the district. Send us your ID, a utility bill, something like that. So I send them a copy of my redacted ID with my Great. address on there. Redacted meaning like it's expired? I, I blacked out like the license number. And, and let me read you the email that Please they sent do. me back. The, the nerve of these people. I'll tell you, there is a lot of nerve because then they say... This is to confirm your excuse from service as a superior court juror. Your current residency status renders you ineligible for jury service in the District of Columbia. And I'm like, you don't get to reject me. I rejected you. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't like to be told that I'm not eligible for anything. Yeah, I never wanted this. It's not a good They're th- acting like I wanted this the whole time. But like, can I serve, please? <laughs> Rejection's like just l- tough to take no matter what, even if it's something that you didn't want. Exactly. I don't like it. I don't like their attitude. It's like asking a person out and them saying, no, I won't go out with you. And then you saying back. Well, I never wanted to go out with you. You don't don't meet my qualities. (laughs) It's like, yes, I did. Hmm. But at the end of the day, it's nice to be asked. 
Mm, no. Speaking of which, did you ask if they had like a jury baby pool that you can get into? <laughs> jury baby pool. Yeah, just that's so that... sick, Jason. That's sick. Well, you can't you can't swim, buddy. I'm this, not... is, this is like the tiny tunes of juries. <laughs> yeah, which honestly, tiny tunes was up up to par with Looney Tunes. I was a big fan Huge of Steber, fan. Steve Steber's Spielberg's Tiny Tunes. I also, by the way, when I was little, I thought he drew drew them too. Steven Spielberg did Tiny Toons? I thought he yes, did Animaniacs, was, but he also he did also Tiny did that, Toons? I think, but it was called Steven Spielberg's Tiny Toons. Really? Yeah, so in my head when I was little, I thought, wow, he directed Jurassic Park and he draws these amazing cartoons. Multi-talented. Guy's a legend. I mean, talk about a Hollywood slash. Yeah, Director, talk- producer, animator. <sighs> talk about a, a Fableman. True. Mm. So, do you want to dive in here, Jason? I have a topic. Can I, before we dive in completely? Yeah. I will have to tell you my little story of I know we have, uh, I recently got a haircut. This is my new cut right now. I like it. Yeah. And I got a haircut from your old fling. My old fling. Long time. Long time. Long time fling. And now you have abandoned him. I haven't abandoned him. That's not what he said. <laughs> he didn't say that. We spoke heavily about it. No, you didn't. I mentioned your name. You're a, you mentioned my name, and that was probably the end of it. Yeah, he didn't remember you, and also he charged me more than more than he does you. So I have an issue with that. Wait, but the haircut was so good. Yeah, and he gave me a massage. That scalp massage. Scalp massage. Nice with a little neck. Nice. Don't forget about the neck. Any lower? Well, that was extra. Okay. Yeah. But uh, the, massa- the massage was great. Cause Scout he was massage like, is amazing. Because he went neck, too. Because it's kind of like, you know, when you're, when you're getting that dome piece, some people forget about the balls, you know? Mm. And so to me, it was like the equivalent. We're like, you're giving me the dome piece right here, the, yeah. the head the massage. The literal dome piece, yeah. And then he snuck, he snuck his other hand. Your neck balls. Under, under, so he's giving me this. Yeah. Right? On the, yeah. on the scalp. And then he sneaks the other one on the neck. I got it. And I'm just like, yo, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, it's this thing, you know? <laughs> you yes. can't forget it. You just can't forget And I was just like, ah. Oh. It was great. I was wet. Plus the warm water. Yeah, my hair. My yeah. hair was super wet. Oh, for sure. And can I tell you, I, I, I walk into this place. First off, tell it's- me. It's in uh, it's it's in Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Okay. I know you like class. There was a woman almost passed out by just seeing my hair. <sighs> I kid you not. I kid you, you not. You kid me. You kid me. I got complimented twice on my hair before my haircut. No way. I swear, dude. Say, I swear. That's what they do at these hair salons. I also they butter you up. Well, one was from uh, Cutter, which that's what I call. Uh, them and the other was from a patient that's what i also call people who are getting their haircuts well and you are head of the stupidity department hey i proceed my title yes <laughs> <laughs> and uh the other and the other uh, so yeah two compliments on my hair one compliment on my shoes which uh, i wasn't wearing anything special they were just like okay what's the story here converse Jason? hike i, I want to hear what happened we're we're on the clock well what happened is i'm in love okay joaquin is my valentine I that's what i'm trying you. to get at i told you he and again i i mean i've been and again i'm so look i feel like my hair can only be tamed by gay hands I feel validated because I've been pushing Joaquin on you since you moved to L.A. And you were like, I want to explore L.A. on my own. I don't want just the K-Man's tips here. It's true. It's true. But, you know, I, I have to say it was I was 
his work it, it was it was nice it was tight it was trim and tight just the way i like it uh he gave me the massage um minimal talking he was cool with me not like i don't like to get in huge oh, conversations okay. well you know? let me just if anything say, i fall asleep sometimes he's a good conversationalist if you want to dive in it's there for you yeah he's there we chatted up a little bit but then you know once he got to the nitty-gritty i'm like you know what he's an artist let him work let him cook and I'm just going to try not to fall asleep. I'm very, especially after that head massage. <laughs> yeah. Woo, baby. Uh, but you anyways. pass out after. It was, it was a great experience. Uh, he's my Valentine now. And I will definitely be coming back, Joaquin. Even though he charged me more than Kyle. But hey, that's fine. It's worth it. I've been with him since he was down in the slums of Beverly Hills. Is that right? So two blocks down south? Well, more down on Pico, which is okay. south of Beverly Hills. It's still considered Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not. And he's just been slowly inching his way closer from salon to salon. I followed him all the way. I brought Christine in on it. White Bones, sorry. And now now you're going to him. And, you know, I've been with him since he was given $20 haircuts. Ooh. I know, I miss wow. it. I miss it. Boy, twenty dollar haircuts. No, dude. And what year was this? I used to get like twenty dollars. Twenty like barber shops were still twenty bucks. Dude. How was he doing twenty dollars as I a know. hair as a hair what do you call it? Stylist. stylist? Yeah. Even though they don't cut? Because sometimes I know hair stylists just do style and No, he cuts. I know obviously. he cuts. But I'm just saying stylist. You style. You, you know, call just... them cutters. I call them stylists. Anyway, Jason, we got to dive in here. But it's Valentine's Day. By the time this episode comes out, it We're will be St. Patrick's Day. Oh, uh, okay. Wait, will we? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right, so then let's just let's kiss twice. One's for Irish luck and then one for love. Can I kiss you and then pretend it's Joaquin? <laughs> I won't touch your neck. So my topic today, Jason, yep. is a romantic topic. Ooh. Yeah? It deals with closeness. Okay. And it's called wife carrying. Wife carrying? Wife carrying. Is that like when you, right after you get married, you, you carry them into the into it, where you're going to conceive? It may have evolved from there. I'm okay. not sure. Huh. But do you just Is it want, a sport now? It's a sport. <laughs> you just throw your wife behind it your is. back? Yes. <laughs> For real? For real. It's a sport. What? And you're getting married soon. Yeah. You might want to practice. Interesting. So that's why that's that's why I'm beefing up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> this is part of my master plan. This is awesome. Okay. This is one sport I can sink my teeth in. And you know, the other part about this sport is probably if you're competing, you gotta demand your wife to slim down too. Oh, we uh, we're both trimming down the men hardcore beef before up. the 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 day of our wedding. And then afterwards you just release it all and release your belt and let it all hang out. Going full release on that night. So wife carrying is a contest in which male competitors race while each carrying a female partner. The objective is for the male to carry the female through a special obstacle track in the fastest time. The sport was first introduced in Finland. Several types of carrying may be practiced, either a classic piggyback, a fireman's carry, which is over the shoulder. That's what I would do, yes. I think the Estonian style is the best way, though. Which is, can I guess? It's yeah. kind of, you wrap them around like a scarf. You go, <laughs> they gotta le- be. legs on this side, shoulders on this side. No, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's way better. I would call that the lamb carry if I had to name it. 
Because that's Why? how they that's carry, how carry like lands? a lamb. Okay. Like a yeah. farmer will throw them over. And I've yeah. carried Luna like that. Okay. When the pavement's too hot, I throw her up on my shoulders like a right? farmer. Okay. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, that's incorrect, though. Your guess is off. Did you marry Luna? Are you marrying your dog? Because that was... <laughs> Not legally. May I, may I... But in my heart, yes. <laughs> may I... She's a cutie. May I ask... So... The wives or partners, mm-hmm. are they supposed to be weighing the same amount? As the man? No, as like... like Oh, like no, what? I don't think so. We'll get into it. Okay. I don't know. We'll get into the rules. But let me finish with the Estonian style. That is where the legs of the wife go around over the shoulders. Okay. And she wraps around the torso of the man. Right, right. Okay. Now oh, you okay. could, it's mm. almost like a backward 69ing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Which it, I've tried. She's on the back. Yeah. There's yeah. not well, I guess there's something you could stick your mouth in back there. Well, you need a partner. I tried it by myself. So here's the history. It originated in Finland. Tales have been passed down of a man named Herko Rasvo Ronkanian. Oh, they're Hercules? <laughs> yeah, the Finnish Hercules. Whoa. This man was thought to be a robber in the late 1800s who lived in a forest. He supposedly ran around with his gang of thieves, causing harm to villagers. From what has been found, there are three ideas as to why slash how this sport was invented. Wait, Firstly, He was robbing wives. We'll find out. <laughs> Firstly, <laughs> that Rosvo Ronk Kanian and his thieves were accused of stealing food and abducting women from villages in the area he lived in, then carrying these women on their backs as they ran away. Hence the quote-unquote wife or women carrying. The second suggestion is that young men would go to neighboring villages and abduct women to forcibly marry, often women who were already married. I mean, there's so they were two strikes wives. already. All, both of these things that you've named, terrible, violent things that I'm picturing. Terrible. Yeah. Awful. And they're like, let's make it a sport. What if What if this was a competition? Yeah. <laughs> so what was number three? What was the third strike? Okay. These wives were also carried on the backs of the young men. This was referred to as, quote unquote, the practice of wife stealing. You got to practice. We're talking about practice here. We're talking about practice. Practice makes perfect. We're talking about perfect? We're talking, talking about, about practice. practice. Lastly is the idea that Rosvo Ronkanian trained his thieves to be quote unquote faster and stronger. That's the Olympic motto, I believe. Right, right. By carrying big heavy sacks on their backs from which this sport evolved. Though which this, is equivalent to a wife. Just a couple, <laughs> just of, a couple of heavy sacks. sacks. Wow. Hey, don't blame me, the Finns. That's the Finnish people. Right. Um, Though the sport is often considered a joke, competitors take it very seriously, just like any other sport, as you should with abducting. Or sports. Wife-carrying contests have taken place in Australia, the U.S., Hong Kong, India, Germany, and Mm. the U.K., and other parts of the world besides Finland and nearby Sweden, Estonia, of course, and Latvia. Uh, All right, you want to go to the rules and find out the, the weights? Maybe they do them by weight. I, I mean, I would guess so, because you can't just have a partner that's 180 while you the other person is competing with a partner, partner with that's 125, you know, a yeah. little a little um, trapeze artist or something. You they know? show up with their child bride. 
Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, that's no, that's wrong on multiple levels. Still acceptable in Finland, I believe. Mm. The original course was a rough, rocky terrain with fences and brooks, but it has been altered to suit modern conditions. Can you imagine leaping over a fence with a person wrapped around you? No, that would be the worst. I mean, well, actually, it would be kind of sa- it would be safer for the man because if, for instance, if they were on my back, I would like throw myself land on my back. <laughs> she cushions your fall. Well, we got to keep going, don't we? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sacrifice. You. You're. We're. We're in it we're to a win team it. Here. We're in it to win it. We each have our role. <sighs> I know your role. Mine is to carry you. Yours is to break my fall. Wife it up. That's what wife is there for. The length of the official track is 253.5 meters. The track has two dry obstacles and a water obstacle about one meter deep. Oh, so if you're going in a one meter deep and she's over your back upside down, she might- Hold your breath, hon. Hold your breath. Yeah. You can breathe through my butthole. Ooh. It's like a snorkel system back there, I think. Mm, you have, but you have to adjust your mouth like a trumpet, like if you're about to <laughs> play the trumpet. You see the bubbles go up. Yeah, you burp. The guy burps it out. <laughs> the wife to be carried may be on your own, or the neighbors, or you may have found her further afield. What does this mean? She further must, afield? however, be over seventeen years old. Great. Here you go. Here's the weight. The minimum weight of the wife to be carried is 49 kilograms. If she weighs less than 49 kilograms, she will be burdened with a rucksack containing additional weight to bring the total load to be carried up to 49 kilograms. Mm, you want to be 49. You want to, You don't want to carry extra sacks because it just creates other, other obstacles. Yeah. Like you want... If you're going to carry weight, you want it as compact as exactly. possible. Exactly. Yeah, you want that held together as one single wife sack. Right. Sack of wife. The only equipment allowed is a belt worn by the carrier and a helmet worn by the carried. So Makes women sense. can wear a helmet, but they can't wear snorkel gear. Mm. I would the belt meaning like probably like a, a weight, weight belt, belt, right? Yeah. Not for fashion probably. The contestants run the race two pairs at a time, so each heat is a contest in itself. Each contestant takes care of his or her safety and, if deemed necessary, insurance. The contestants have to pay attention to the instructions. Yeah, you can insure your wife via Geico. It's an umbrella uh, (laughs) plan. You can can insure your wife for a million dollars before you do this competition. I would be curious if there have been any, I don't know, suspicious, yeah, like loss of wife, so to mm. speak, during a race. Hmm. Possibly. We'll we'll talk to the to the Finns. Do you want to go down here a little further? We can go to world champions. We could go to in pop culture, or we could move on. Uh, let's go to pop culture real quick. Maybe that brings us to something else. But I mean, I have never even heard of this or seen this. So I'm wondering where else could have been popped up culture wise. Mm, Let me read you this real quick. This caught my eye. The wife carrying world championships have been held annually in some place in Finland that I can't pronounce since Mm. 1992, where the prize is the wife's weight in beer. That's the only prize? That's the prize. Back in 92 or like now even? Uh well I don't know this is what it says ninety two but maybe maybe they've got a little cash how much is forty nine kilograms in a pounds beer, right 
Alexa, oh, how heavy is 49 kilograms in pounds? 108 pounds of so they beer. So got to be 108? That's all? hundred. That's easy. Yeah, that is easy. But if they're considerably more than 108 pounds... But then why would you pick that partner? Th- hey, man, you don't pick your partner in life based on weight. But I thought, oh, so you have to be married. You have to be legally married to this person? Well, it says you can pick the neighbor, too. <laughs> hey. Thou shalt <laughs> covet your neighbor's extremely lightweight wife. Well, hey, if you're if you're 108, yeah, get and, on my and, back and at least 17. <laughs> yeah, your neighbor's wife or daughter. That's okay, cool. so you want to go down to in pop culture? Let's see Please. if there's anything interesting here. BBC presents Mike Bushell and Steph McGovern. Reversed the roles when they took part in the UK annual wife carrying competition in 2013. She Whoa. carried him. Role reversal. The Kinky. Ma- yeah. Nice. Uh, do you want to go to Mike Bushell and just see if he's a lightweight dude? Sure. Must be that, or or the the, the lady is beefed up mm. leg wise, which I Le- most yeah, some thick thighs. Yeah, I mean you got if you're. I think the the legs are doing a lot of the. Heavy lifting. Yeah, in that in that case, right? I because I think the yeah. carrying of the weight just has to do about the technique of how you're carrying it. After yeah. that, it's about heavy leg strength. I don't want to equate wives to backpacks, but yeah, you're essentially just carrying a heavy backpack. Mm-hmm. Or in this case, Mike Bushell, he was the heavy backpack. He's an English sports presenter for the BBC. He presents the sport on BBC Breakfast on Thursdays, Fridays. And at the weekends, so now we know his schedule. He holds the world record for participating in the greatest number of different sports on his Saturday morning slot on BBC One. So I'm guessing he kind of did this just for content. Right, right. Hmm. Kind of ran out of sports after the big four, you know. He's like, what else we got? Let's go to his personal life because... Like, I have he's a been divorced feeling. 18 times. <laughs> they each slowly get lighter in weight. Bushell has three daughters. In May 2019, he married Emily, a marketing executive, whom he met in a neighboring village. He has a... I wonder if he abducted Ooh, her from yeah, a neighboring, neighboring village. village. Right, right. He has a god uh, goddaughter named Freya. I guess he didn't actually carry his wife because he carried Steph McGovern. I'm on Steph McGovern now. She do, her. This is just upper body picture, but she does look like she has some solid arms and shoulders. Yeah. Oh, she looks. She looks taut, fit, chow. She is also a television presenter and journalist. She currently hosts Steph's Packed Lunch on Channel Four. She worked for the BBC as the main business presenter for BBC Breakfast, so she was his co-host, I think. I've never had BBC for breakfast. Mm, probably a little uptight, if you ask me. Okay, do you want to continue on to a different topic, or do you want to know more about Steph McGovern? We can keep moving on, unless she's done other athletic ventures. It seems to be like she went straight into the BBC mm. media aspect of her career. Well, but did she participate see. in any other sport? Because she, like you mentioned, she's looking fit. She could, she could probably beat Michelle Obama in an arm wrestling contest. Probably, I would like to see that. 
That feels like a show that Fox would have done in the 90s, you know, oh, yeah. celebrity arm wrestling, and somehow they pull Michelle Obama. Ooh. But like post Michelle Obama. Right. Post, right. Yeah. Post presidency. I could tell. Totally, I could, you know what the big, um, not big, but just what I've been hearing more is these uh, slap contests. Have you seen these slap I've seen the, the slap, slap contests. Slapathons. All right. We're going to go to slap contest. Like it's getting some real, um, a real push by like, uh, I don't know, ESPN or whatever. I thought. That's where they just hold like the side of a table and just like these guys with big bear paws. I think technically, slap each other. technically, you're not even allowed to hold because that would give you leverage. Uh, like you have to have your arm behind your back. Yeah, and yeah, it's. I guess it's all about it's all about technique. They powder their hands to get some good friction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I mean, this wait is, to get friction. Yeah, because you know you gotta you gotta understand they're slapping back or is and it forth. to get rid of the sweat so you, you well, get that's, that's, oh that's, right that's the friction okay yeah you don't want a slippery slap exactly that was that's my like, nickname in high school don't ask me how I got it all right yeah we might get me too <laughs> so yeah so they just and it's odd because they have they all have different techniques I've only seen it a few times uh, they have different techniques where like they can go straight arm mm-hmm. just you know cr- uh, yeah. crank it back yeah. or or I don't know I don't know what they do or they go upward anyways. Seems I would do a down, kind of a downward. I think a downward side. Mom, get help from momentum. Yeah, get a little momentum get, help. Try to get what's the opposite side of your palm with the from the knuckles. You know, uh, I, it's where I have calluses. I don't know. Yeah, the callus area. The callus area. Just to get the like. The, well, that's almost a bone. Well, I would say right below the callus area is the bone. The bone, hard where part. It's hard. Yeah. yeah, that's where I want to get them. Right. So that's obviously. I think that's a lot. It's man. It looks. Painful, especially because you could slip, yeah, and or go. I guess overreach, and you're getting like jammed up right in your ear. Imagine getting like slapped in your ear. I mean, mm. that was that's not or the temple, your temple. Well, Isn't that and terrible? also these guys that I've seen doing it. You know, if you get a slap from me, you'll probably be like, "Oh, that guy needs to gain weight." But these guys are have like it's like getting yeah. hit with a boxing glove. Yeah, these guys are like body. They look like They're you know, huge. like not bodybuilders, but like just they clearly hitting the gym. They don't know what a leg day is. <laughs> all hand day. At all, all <laughs> arm day, not hand. Day. Again, not to bring back high school, but I had a couple of all hand days in high school, uh, as yeah? you can imagine. What's an all hand? I know arm and chest day. What is an arm, What's a hand day? You just you don't want to know. Okay, Google it. <laughs> okay, Jason. So I didn't see slap contest on here, and I think we just covered it pretty good. So I'm gonna go to a topic. Speaking of all hand day, that just popped up to me here that Wikipedia suggested when I typed in slap contest, and it's called swafflin. 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 I'll call it swafflin', is a Dutch term meaning to hit one soft or semi-hard penis, often repeatedly against an object or another person's body. This is a sport, too? This is uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah? <laughs> this is probably not a sport. Ooh, man. I, I, I didn't, I, if it was a sport, I didn't know I'd been practicing already. Swafflin' was named as the word of the year in the Netherlands and Belgium in 2008. Man, it must have really taken off. I really like how these Europeans think, you know? Yeah, they're a little more free over there. Yeah. When the act is practiced on a person, it is often... Illegal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
is often the person's cheek that is hit with the flaccid or semi-hard penis. The term swafflin is believed to have originated in English-speaking areas. It is believed to originate from Dutch words meaning swing, sway, and swoop, as well as the German words for tail or penis. Now... See, this is why... This, I mean, that's clearly illegal. This is why... Well, I mean, you can get consent. This is why I'm kind of actually jealous that you actually were were asked to be in a jury pool. Because what if it was like an exciting mm, type of... Swaffling case. Right. Then you get, you know, just a little bit more insight on the swaffling. It's kind of like the OJ trial where they demand him to try on the glove. We... We need to try the swafflin yeah. to see if it was the the mark. And then like the mark. Yeah, yeah, and it's like um the mark doesn't match because he's like he did it flaccid, but now in 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 the jury room he's like hard as a rock. <laughs> <laughs> so the so totally the pr- different feel. So the prints don't match. Yeah. That's a whole different slap contest. Right. <laughs> so In April 2008, the term received wide media attention in the Netherlands and Belgium when a Dutch student committed the act on the Taj Mahal and uploaded the video to YouTube. The student was suspended for this action. How about arrested? The Taj Mahal, isn't that? And he filmed it? And he put it up on YouTube. bad move. See, if you don't film it, there's no proof. Ergo... If but he, dick, no, he did film it. He I know, but it. if he didn't film it, there wouldn't mm. be any proof. Therefore, if the dick didn't hit, you must, must quit. quit. <laughs> That's true. But he did film it. Ugh. Hey, he needed the content. He's in a catch-22. You know, content is king. Mm. But Use what you know, I guess. I mean, all he did was get suspended, which I assume means from school. I'd say probably from the country. I would have thought that maybe... Isn't that a little sacrilegious? I don't know. How do you use this in a sentence? If you swaffle in the Taj Mahal, I would think you get at least a a swaffle in return. Right. I would think it's kind of an eye for an eye. Mm. A one eye for a one eye. Yeah. Should I go to Taj Mahal? Or do you want to know more? Sure, because is it a holy place or is it just a place place that is regarded in you know the architecture of it and, mm. and, and it the, is a beautiful country it is very it is very that. beautiful but is it a religious is it a holy uh venue so it's an islamic ivory white marble mausoleum on the right bank of the river yamuna in the indian city of agra it was commissioned in 1631 huh i would have thought it was older actually same by the emperor shah by the Shah to house the tomb of his favorite wife. Uh, Ah. Maybe his lightest wife. Right, 108. (laughs) 108, Which is also, that was his 108th wife. But I'm not sure in the religion of Islam you can drink beer, so I don't know what he would have done with the prize. He's got a lot of wives to feed. I mean, this dude is putting... All men to shame with this yes, that's very <laughs> site true. for burying his wife. It's 17 hectares, which is 42 acres, which I believe was the size of my high school almost, which includes a mosque and a guest house 
and is set in formal gardens bounded on three sides by uh by a wall. Did Some you have wall. did your high school have a mosque as well? It didn't it might have had a mosque. I went to a Catholic high school and so no. Did your high <laughs> I was going to say a mausoleum mm. instead. Did your high school have a pool in the uh no on the roof? No. Oh, that's funny you said that. Why did you say that? I mean, I didn't laugh, but why? Because there was like a rumor. That's in every school. Is it? Yeah. Oh, the pool on the fourth floor? Of course. That's uh, all middle schoolers hear that that bullshit from high schoolers. All of them. That's the whole that's the the whole rigmarole. Interesting, cuz there was also a rumor about my middle school. Mm. There were no windows on the entire building. In your school? Well, that was a rumor. In my middle school. No, that's not the rumor. The rumor was they were able, it was built during World War II or the Cold War. Okay. And they were able to fill it with water to disguise it to look like a pool from aerial attacks. (laughs) Why would they be bombing this middle school out of everything? I don't know. And then when they look down, they're like, pool looks nice. Not going to bomb that. (laughs) Don't bother with the pool. That's odd. So that was the rumor. That was the rumor, yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty, like, the the pool on the roof makes more sense. I think that's it's beca- true, yeah. I think, I think it's because middle schoolers are idiots, and they're telling terrible lies to elementary schoolers, and then high schoolers mm. are not as much of idiots as the middle schoolers. But this was just a middle school, seventh and eighth grade. We were all idiots, equal. No, but I mean... um. You heard this in elementary school, right? Not, no, I heard oh, it in middle, middle school. school yeah. Oh, you, oh, this was a rumor that like back in the day this happened. Yeah. I yeah. see. No one bothered to check with the teacher? And they said, that, you know, that's why there's no windows, too, because there's something about, a, you know, secrecy from, from the Nazis. So your school didn't have windows? So no windows. I'm guessing it was a building. It was like Keep the heat prison. in. It's probably a prison yes, back very in the day. Much so. We could go to Gogger Middle School here on Wikipedia. Let's do it. Gogger it up. Yeah, Gog, enough Gog, of Gog, the Gog, Taj Gog, Mahal. Gog, Gog, Gog. Uh, I yeah, there has to be where you. It was some sort of detention center beforehand, and then they're like, "Hey, we got too many kids here, Let's and not see. enough schools." Okay, I do not see Gogger Middle School on here. Well. That's but that's but that that's funny that um yeah that that was d- definitely a myth an urban myth I about, had no idea that that was I think I heard it from other people where they all thought that too and it's just like oh yeah pool clearly on the, it's not pool on the, the top yeah, on the roof huh. I think it's also all a want like wouldn't it be cool if there was a pool on the roof yeah like, it, until the leak happens and then all that water just goes down hey off off of algebra early let's do it <laughs> the taj mahal we're back on the taj mahal back on the taj also known as gogger Cobbs middle school the, oh. <laughs> the taj mahal complex is believed to have been completed in its entirety in 1653 i wonder if his wife was dead and they built it on top and of they her? built it or if his wife was still was alive, alive and they and built he's it like i'm making this for you but in death you don't get to enjoy it now or buried alive and built it on top. Mm, yeah. My favorite. Those are all the options. What anyway, it was completed it completed in its entirety in 1653 at a cost estimated at the time to be around $32 million, Ooh. which in 2020... I don't want to think about that. ...would be approximately 
70 billion dollars. Ouch. 70 billion dollars. Now that's love, baby. That is beyond love. The construction project employed some 20,000 artisans under the guidance of a board of architects led by Ustad Ahmad Lahari, the emperor's court architect. Various types of symbolism have been employed in the Taj to reflect natural beauty and divinity. It was designated as a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1983 for being the quote-unquote the jewel of Muslim art in India and one of the universally admired masterpieces in the world's heritage. Not just India's heritage, the world's heritage. Is it one of the um, wonders of the world? Hmm. Well, I... Go to Wonders of the World. Nah. Oh, yes. Right here, I can tell you. It was? The Taj Mahal attracts more than 6 million visitors a year, and in 2007, it was declared a winner of the new Seven Wonders of the World, which was designated from 2000 to 2007. Do you want to go to the new Seven Wonders of the World and wrap up here? I'm interested to know who are the runner-ups. Oh, I don't know that we can get to runner-ups. The losers. Give me the new seven, though. Here's the the winners. The Giza Pyramids, the Great Wall of China. Wait, that's the new one? I thought that's been. Well, I mean, I think maybe the old ones, some of them, they were still around and they were probably like, still good, still a wonder. Still a wonder. Still makes it. Still wondering why. Kind of like when they do like an all-NBA team for like the last 50 years or the all-century team or, you know, the top 100 of all time. Michael Jordan's going to be on every list. But some people towards the end of the list, Get replaced. Out. You're out. So the Giza pyramids. Oh, that has honorary status. So I don't Ooh, know like what honor- that means. It's, it's like honorable mention. They didn't really Maybe, make it. Maybe, I guess. Hmm. Great Wall of China. Petra. What's Petra? Mm, it's in Jordan. Oh, I think this was in one of the Indiana Jones movies, maybe. Ah, yes. Do we know exactly who made that? Or is that why it's such a wonder? We can't get too deep into Petra. We're running low on time. Then there's the Colosseum in Rome. The It looks like uh, it's called the Chichen Itza in Mexico. That's like the Their Ziggurat pyramids. pyramids. Their pyramids, yeah. yep, yep. And then we have the Taj Mahal. We have nice. Coming in at what, number what, five? Well, it's not listed. Ooh. And then we have... There's no rankings for it? <laughs> not necessarily, okay, other than okay. the honorary status for the pyramids. Right. Then we have... Machu Picchu. Hell yeah, baby. You made it. That's a legendary place. And I think this one maybe could be bumped off. Ooh. This next one. Ooh. Christ the Redeemer. Christ the Redeemer. And what yeah, is it? Yeah, it's the Christ on the top of the hill, which I think just got struck by lightning. Did it? Yeah. <gasps> Did it cry? I mean, that was made in 1931. But also, how big is it? That's probably like a gigantic, mm. enormous... I'm glad you asked. It's 98 feet tall. It's not too bad. (laughs) 10 stories? That's a pretty big Christ. It's a pretty big Christ. Christ is bigger than that, though, in our hearts. Sure. The arms stretch 92 feet wide. It is big. Yeah, he's giving you a hug. It is quite large. But, you know, how's that compared to the Statue of Liberty, I wonder? Ooh. What if they, like, dated back in the day? (laughs) Oh. Like they met in France? (laughs) 
came over on the boat, yeah. and then they split up. Unfortunately, how tall? How tall is uh, Jesus? By the way, last. Well, last, I told you, ninety-two feet. Oh, I'm sorry. Tall. Comparing that Statue to the of Statue of Liberty, because I can right. comprehend what the Statue of Liberty is, and I'm pretty sure it's over ten stories high. The height of the copper statue is 151 feet. So that's not including the base on either of them. So Christ okay. is 92 feet. Statue of Liberty is 151 feet. So maybe let's maybe maybe put her on yeah, there. A little more inclusive. Huh? Yeah, put too. women on that list. I didn't yeah. see any women on that list. No, I didn't see any women on that list either. But the Taj Statue- Mahal was made for a woman. True. But I feel like Statue of Liberty should get in there. It's on older, the ne- too. Oh. That's mean, Statue of Liberty was a runner-up. Probably. Yes. I think you got to put Statue of Liberty on there over Christ the Redeemer because, one, Christ the Redeemer, big statue, a little derivative from Statue of Liberty. I, you're right. Although it is made of reinforced concrete and soapstone, different material. Is that good or bad? I don't know construction. Uh, neither nor. Okay. I would say the Statue of Liberty probably a little more solid because metal doesn't crack like concrete does. Ah, okay. So, I don't know. Concrete don't crack. All right, Jason, let's wrap it up here. Concrete definitely cracks. I see, I see. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kyle, uh, yeah, I'm definitely all for Lady Liberty getting uh, it in uh, this next round of uh, World Wonders. But Uh until then, you know, fingers crossed. Place your votes. Place your votes. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for joining us once again on this wonderful episode of Wiki University. Thank you for liking, subscribing, and please remember to give us a review. And remember to tell a friend or a family member. Yeah, thanks for watching, listening, wherever you're taking us in. And I learned something on this episode, Jason. I wish I could say the same. I knew everything already. Bye.